We are in the middle of a global upshifting of human consciousness, and that's a pretty intense process, and it can really trigger us to stay with the known. But what's so important right now is that we reach into the mystery, into the unknown to explore what's possible. Today, we have Candy Foster with us, who's going to be encouraging us all to ask really good questions of the mystery and be courageous to follow the answers. Join us to find out more. On this beautiful journey, so let show. show. Well, hello and welcome, everybody, and back for another episode of Soul Nectar Show, that show where we talk about all things essence, where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is greater than us, the big mystery beyond the veil, and to those synchronistic moments that lead us inexorably towards a deeper understanding of ourselves. And at this time of the Great Awakening. We're kind of stepping into that mystery. I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird, and I love these conversations week after week. And today we are going to be talking about the courage that it takes to allow yourself to be upshifted into all new potentials, into new ways of living outside the known, outside of how you've been doing it, that you were comfortable and predictable and safe, and into all new ways of being that We guess and we know because of previous experience that when we follow the mystery into those unknown spaces, it's usually way better than what we had. But there's always this little bit of fear that is not going to be as good as what we have right now, or we're not going to like it as much, or it's going to be painful to shift ourselves. And But that's the place we're in right now. And we're in that space for a couple of years, a couple more years of really intense shifting is what I keep hearing from people. And then psychics and people like that. And then maybe after that, we'll settle into a rhythm, but we are in a really big change right now on the planet. And so I brought somebody with us today who's going to help us with that. So welcome, Ken Foster. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's really good to be here today with you. Well, Ken, it's exciting to have you back because you guys know Ken D. Foster. He's been on the show before. He is a transformational leader, a master business and life coach, a best-selling author, and a human potential expert. And he is the executive producer and host of the Voices of Courage show, which is syndicated on television, podcast, radio, and broadcast in 185 countries. And I've been on that show so I'm a couple of times now. I'm really excited by that. Now, he's a change maker who helps people take the path of courage to realize their essence, to maximize their their highest potential and see the unseeable, know the unknowable and do the impossible. And that's really what we're talking about today. And, you know, for you guys um, wondering if he's got a free gift, yes, he does. And it's called the release process, which I think is going to give you a clue about what we might be talking about today. Just a little bit, a little bit of release needed. And how can we step into that with courage? So Ken, I know that you've been on this path for a long time. You've been on the show before. I will put the link in the show notes to our last episode. What are you feeling called to share today about your story to get people acquainted with you who haven't watched those other episodes? Well, you started out the show talking about uh, Campfire. And as you did that, I flashed back to a time when I was up in the Angeles, uh, San Bernardino National Forest in the heart of the sequoia trees up there, the, um, the pine trees and 
it was uh, evening and I was sitting there a lot around the campfire and I had my family around me, my two daughters and uh, several grandchildren, my son-in-laws, and Judy, my wife was with me and we're sitting there and um, in that space uh, when you're in nature and you know, nature is so healing, it heals us, it heals us of all kinds of physical and mental, emotional maladies, just being in nature like that. It also does something else. When we were at a fire like that, all of a sudden, after maybe 30 minutes, maybe even less, we start talking about things that really matter, about the essence of maybe our family or some of the challenges we're going through or some of the, the greatness. You know, a lot of times we sit around the campfire, we talk about what we're grateful for and what's happened in our lives and the upshifting in our lives and that type of thing. So. I'd like to just paint that picture with you and I today, uh, just sitting by that uh, campfire and really just having that chat about about the soul and about the uh, the journey, the journey to knowing ourselves, the journey to realizing at the core of us is this eternal being this eternal flame or a spark of the universe we're a a diamond in the rough some of us you know and when i got married to my wife another story coming up here i bought her a ring and it was uh it was our engagement ring and uh, eventually our, our wedding ring but it was made out of a stone called tanzanite i didn't know much about tanzanite at the time but what i found out later is that tanzanite comes out of the ground kind of old gray, ugly color. And the only way it starts to become brilliant, and tanzanite is this stone that is a indigo blue. There's this violet and this deep royal blue mixed together. And when it, but how it happens is it has to be put under intense pressure of flame. A lot of flame has to heat up. And isn't that like our lives, Carrie? We have to, if we want to grow, we have to step outside of what's comfortable for us. And it feels like we're being fried sometimes, right? And we don't have to get fried, but we have resistance. And the resistance, a lot of times, is the skeptical mind. It's the doubt and the uncertainty. It's the uncomfortableness to move into something we don't know, go into the how. We don't know how we're going to change our life or how we're going to create a new business or how we're going to get a new job or how we're going to get into relationships of our dreams. We're not clear or how we're going to heal. We're not clear, but it takes courage to do that. So that's what I like to talk about today, Carrie, with you. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. And what I'm feeling also is to bring in the medicine of fire and the Wixotica people in um, Mexico, the indigenous that we study with, they talk about Tatawari, the fire, the spirit of the fire. Tatawari is here to help release us from all of our attachments and our stuck energies, our low vibrations, our emotions that we never process, but they're still stuck in there. And they also help us purify, purify and lift and give us energy. The Tatawari is like the energy of the fire that's like the sun on earth, you know? So they believe we come from the sun, from Inti, um, a lot of these traditions. And, and so we're here on earth being light on this planet in the darkness, right? And so that's beautiful to bring in the fire. Yeah. And it is beautiful to bring in the fire. And we are the light. 
we are the light. Inside of us is light, this brilliant light. And what happens, though, of course, sometimes is that light, when we come in, these little geniuses, you ever see the little children, they come in, they've got these sparkles, most of them, not all of them, some of them have some work to do. But they come in very bright. And then what happens? Well, what happens is they're socialized into a a value system of their family, maybe, or they're socialized into a religion, or they meet their peers, their friends, their friends give them a bunch of information that's not accurate, or they go to school and they learn about things that aren't really true. And what happens is during that process, one other thing that happens is we get traumatized along the way. You know, we start to, you know, we might run into a parent that, you know, has their own issues. They put those on us or, or a teacher or a bully or somebody. You know, I'm not saying parents are bully. I'm just saying that people have issues. And we take those issues on. They create this emotional stuckness inside of us. Now, so the soul is beautiful. It's bright. But this rust, kind of this rust, well, that's what I was describing. This rust goes over the soul. And so the soul, you know, is in there. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. But we have to take off that old rust. And how do we do that? right? Fire, maybe fire, right? That fire, that passion we have inside of us that knows inside of us, there's something more. You know, a lot of people, myself included early on, I chased a lot of things. I always felt there was more, there's more, there's more. Well, I was looking outside myself for the more and, you know, a better car, a better house, a better girlfriend, a better, a better mouse, (laughs) you know, whatever it was, had to be better. Right. But then I found, you know, that was really a calling deep within me. There's something inside of me that wants to be born. And it wasn't outside somewhere. You know, I chased that. It didn't work. It was inside. It was inside. I had to find that fire to go, what is that? What is it that is calling me to step into me in a greater way? I think a lot of us go through that. Yeah, we definitely do. And we, and when we start that journey to self, that journey inside, we start reawakening those innate gifts of wisdom, those innate gifts of intuition. We start waking that up. And those were laying dormant, of course, because our society told us, oh, don't believe all that nonsense. Or, you know, we had a religion that said that's evil, don't do that. And so we we actually have to take that journey, like Robert Frost talks about, into the woods. We have to go, that's the tra- this is the path less travel. Why is it less travel? Because it's my path and I haven't bushwhacked it yet. You know, like it's mine and it's reserved for me. That's why it's less travel. It's like you got to walk out there yourself. And that's scary to walk out there away from everything you've known. And when you do that, some people do kind of reject, right? They go, oh, you know, you're crazy or, you know, like, I don't believe all this or that's challenging me because you're changing things and that's changing me. Because when we change, we change everything. We change all of our whole environment. Well, we do change everything. In fact, just uh, for your audience to know, I wrote a book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything. It's daily strategies and essential wisdom to awaken your inner genius. Yeah, I wrote that book for why we're ta- what we're talking about here. I realized that after coaching for 28 years, that what are the primary, what's the essence of coaching, right? Why does it work? Why does it work so well? Well, it works so well because when you have a a coach that understands the principles of presence, of deep listening, of seeing past the physical, 
of knowing the unknowable and doing the impossible, you know, seeing things that, that nobody can say. When you have a coach like that, they're not there to, they can't be there to judge you or critique you. They're there to help you let go of your limitations, step into your brilliance, kind of love you a lot, right? I don't know if I carry you probably like me. I love <laughs> all my clients. You know, it's not a sexual love. It's a deep inner love of connection. We start to reimagine what that connection is for individuals, right? And what is that? Because, you know, we are, like Carrie said in the very beginning here, the world is going through big shifts, right? Have you noticed? It's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Guess what? It's also getting darker and darker. You've noticed that. Just go to a movie someday. <laughs> yeah, those movies are gotten really dark, Ken. Oh, it's like, yeah. what but is going on? Light. There's a light. So it's going both ways. It's going yeah. both ways once right now. And at a very rapid speed, right? Right now, I think we have, um, you know, it's the age of information. And the information is day of doubling now, like every three days. It's probably faster than that now. I, that, that was last year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. So, you know, in, you know, just a hundred years ago, it was doubling every hundred years or so, right? So we've really had a rapid change. But here's the thing. If you really want to grow, if you really want to take your life to the next level, you don't need more information, right? Google it if you do. What we need today is we need to learn how to live intentionally and we need more wisdom and courage and love, right? Now, you've heard that before, but my challenge is, are you applying it? Are you applying? Are you every single day? That's, that's why I wrote this book, by the way. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's essential wisdom, right, from, from the masters of the ages, not all just me. Of course, I get a lot of downloaded because I'm on that path, but you get essential wisdom. But wisdom from books is wonderful only if you take time to slow down to succeed and apply that wisdom in your life. How many people go to workshops, carry, go to read books as fast as they can? I know I did this. Read books as fast as they can. You know, there's another one checked off. Yep, I did that. Yep, I did that. Yeah, I know how to do this. But they have very little wisdom and their life is chaotic and they're messed up. It's because we have to slow down to succeed. Paramahansa Yogananda, my mentor, my teacher, my guru taught me. He says, Ken, stillness is the price of greatness. Leonardo da Vinci, great inventor, right? Great inventor. So much came from Leonardo. He, he opened up the age of creativity for us. He said that isolation is the price of greatness. Isolation. So let's think about that. We want wisdom. Why do we want wisdom? Because when we have wisdom, we make better choices. When we make better choices, we have less chaos. We have to have less chaos. We have more harmony in our life. We have more harmony. We're connected to our soul, to nature, to you and me. There's not so much separation, right? So think about it. So we want more wisdom. We know the process. Oh, I've got to maybe get Ken's book, read a passage, be with that passage experience that passage take it to a level where i can feel it i it's in me i get it i've realized that in my life 
then go on and learn the next thing, right? And a lot of times we need to take time to meditate, reflect, ponder, contemplate what the passage means and how we apply it in our life. This is how we change. And you can do that whole process really quickly sometimes. But other times it just takes what it takes, right? Slow down to succeed. Yeah, slow down. We're overstimulated. We're really overstimulated. And I remember when I was a teenager, my dad used to say, let's go out on the boat. And I said, no, there's parties going on this weekend. Oh, there's television. No, there's other things happening. And then I would end up on the boat with my dad and my mom on a sailboat in 24 foot in the middle of Narragansett Bay because we lived uh, up north and no wind and just sitting there. And my dad was so happy. He was like, this is exactly perfect. And I said, there's not even any boats around here. I can look at other people. There's nothing but my parents. This is awful. And later in life, I thought that was the best thing ever because I dropped into an experience of nothingness, of stillness, of silence, of not needing to go anywhere or be anything or do anything. There was just nothing necessary. There was only the being and total contentment in that. It was powerful and I resented it completely. But I think that's what Mother Nature was trying to give us with the pandemic was a little taste of that experience I had when I was a kid. Like you're trapped inside your house with your family. Deal with them. Get to know them. Yeah. And, you know, the pandemic is so wonderful. I love what you just said, because so many people looked at it in a negative way. And, of course, our tribe is looking at it in... Everyone slowed down. This is great. (laughs) We're like, yeah, this is an opportunity to really get tuned into yourself, journal, find out who you are more, evolve yourself, step into it. Those people that are pushing your buttons, why don't you figure out what's inside of you that's allowing that to be pushed? You know, we used it, right? Yeah. And the animals got a break. I was like, woohoo, animals got to go out in the street. Woohoo! They got to not be hunted by humans for a little while. They got to be free, you know. I, like, we went to Yosemite, right? Uh, right after everything was opened up again. We talked to some of the people that had stayed in Yosemite Valley. They said all the animals came into the valley, the bears, the beavers, the uh, raccoons, the the deer, the, you know, everybody was back, the birds, the they're all over the place. Right? They took back over their home. <laughs> but that's because it, it wasn't scary anymore. And this is what people yeah. don't understand yeah. is that the animals, everybody's scared by how busy we are. We're so loud. We don't even know how loud we are. Try to record an audiobook from your home and you'll find out how loud people are. <laughs> like it's loud in our society. There's a lot of noise. There's planes, there's automobiles, there's all of that. So we need to change that in order to be noise. healthy. The noise can separate us. It can make me feel separate from you, separate from my parents, separate from, you know, everybody else. And we weren't, we didn't come here. We, when we came here, we were coming out of oneness and we came into a plane of duality. Okay. There's black and white, up and down, left and right. You know, it's duality. Okay. So duality is here. You know, for everything that is negative, let's use nuclear power. A lot of people, I guess, nuclear power. There's also goodness here, okay? 
with everything out, electromagnetic, oh, don't give me 5G, don't, you know, oh, that's going to hurt me. It's a lot of good too. Now, at some point in time, we learn how to get out of the black and white. This is good or this is bad. This is black, this is white. We learn to transition that into understanding how to use the energy, okay, in positive ways and how to transcend the energy if it's somehow impacting you in a negative way. And how do we do that? Well, you have to change. We have to change our thinking. We have to allow ourselves to step into a, a greater place. Uh, I had a fellow on my show, Gary, today. And he said uh, he had a fellow that came in uh, to his space, and he's a healer. And this fellow had been eating chicken and rice for five years. Well, that's it. Oh, my goodness. He asked him, why chicken and rice? He says, oh, because I have a problem with histamines. And those have low histamines. And, um, you know, but the healer says, well, why don't you go eat some eggs? He's like, no, no, I can't eat eggs. That, I, no, no, no. And he thought about it. He went to his friends. He told his friends, I think I'm going to eat an egg. And friends, no, no, don't do that. You, you're going to get sick. He ate the egg. It's like, well, it didn't bother me. And he ate something else. Oh, it didn't bother me. He had made all this stuff up because somebody had told him, you're allergic to histamines. What if they had said, well, you know what? Histamines may bother you today, but they won't bother you tomorrow. What if you took on that mindset? Hmm. You know, we've been, we've been taught now that we can turn on and off genes with our mind. Let's say experiments back in the 50s and 60s show that with multiple personalities, um, at one point they have blue eyes, one point they have green eyes. Their minds, right? We've had millions of people heal their cancers now how well through mindful mindfulness right you know we've had we've had people take pills right uh, what do they call them uh, when they're not real the uh placebos uh, placebos taking placebos and you know being told that you will walk again if you take this pill and people getting out of their wheelchairs and walking right all is documented facts, scientific. It's all out there, right? And the flip side of that is if you're being told, well, you cannot heal. You have a chronic illness. You'll never heal. You have stage four cancer. You're going to leave the planet. You have, um, you'll never walk again. Now, if you were to take those same people and, and they, they say, well, you know what? That doctor's probably wrong or that, that my mom's probably right or my, my friend's probably right. And they start to think that and they start to repeat that over and over again in this powerful, incredible computer that we have called a brain, right? It just repeats, repeats. All of a sudden, it's just a manifest in your life, the good or the not good. Now, metaphysics is in the past, you know, we used to, 20 years ago, it was called airy fairy. Right, 20 years ago, meditation was like something that people from other cultures did. We, we've never heard that in the United States, right? 20 years ago, we talked about uh, different uh, ways of points of view or different governments or so many things. And people, no, no, it's only this way, one way. Well, now we're starting to open up more and more. But why? What's the end game of this opening up? Well, 
It's for more harmony between us. It's for us to be able to bring consciousness to every aspect of our life, consciousness to our environment, consciousness to our home life, consciousness to our community, consciousness to everything you can think of can be healed when we bring consciousness to it. Consciousness invokes the truth, not the truth made up by me or Carrie or church or some teacher. No, no. There are universal laws. There are universal principles that are here to help you understand even why you're here. And when we can start to tune into those, wow, life gets better and better. Life gets better and better. Carrie, let me mention one thing. Yeah. You know, on, on my on my early journey, I wrote a book, my first book ever, Asking You Will Succeed. Thousand and one ordinary questions to create extraordinary results. Well, that book became a bestseller overall in Amazon, right? And still to this day sells lots and lots of books every year. And um, it was a book to help people understand how to use their money, how to use the brain. Okay, the brain is just a computer, but our mind is an infinite, it's unlimited. And if we ask the right questions, we can tap into this, well, we call it the universal mind, the Akashic record, the, the mind of God, we call it the resonant field down in science, we call it the uh, superconscious mind. There's a whole bunch of names for we're trying to name this, this field that we tap into. But we can tap into it many ways. Of course, meditation, mindfulness, yoga practices. And another way is to start to ask questions that are powerful. So one question we could ask today, let's say you want to upshift your life today. That's what we promised you, right? down here, Carrie said, that's what we said. We're going to help you upshift. So let's do it. So let's upshift, right? So I'm going to upshift two areas today. First of all, we're going to upshift your courage. You know, now most people have courage. We're all born with it. It's an innate gift, but most people don't have evolved courage, right? They have a little courage here and there, you know. They have the courage to maybe create a business, but they don't have the courage to overcome their challenge of claustrophobia or fear of heights or, you know, they can't even eat a pea because somebody told them you can't eat peas or green things when you're a kid. And they still hold on to the stuff, right? Okay, so it takes courage to overcome some of these weird habits that we've gotten ourselves into, right? So courage. So here's the courageous question for you today. And write it down. And I challenge you for the next seven days to ask this question every morning before you wake up. Question is this. If I were courageous, what three steps will I take today to, and you fill in the blank, okay, to have a healthier lifestyle? to create a million dollars, to connect with people that I don't like, to bring more love in the world, whatever it is. What are the three most important, if I had, if, if I were courageous, always put that in, if I were courageous, I want you to tap into it. What are the three steps I'll take in X, Y, Z? Okay, powerful question, right? Start out with that. The next question is this. Would you like to have a quantum breakthrough in an area of your life? Think right now of an area that you would really like to have a breakthrough. I mean, an upshift. Maybe you've had an health issue for many years. Maybe you were one of those stop-start people in finances. You got money, then you have no money. 
right? Or maybe you're having career challenges. You've been in careers, you've got stop-start patterns there. You just don't seem to find the right career or the right business. Or maybe you're someone that just hasn't found the right love in your life, okay? That soulmate that's going to be your life partner. All right, here's, here's the question for you to start asking. And you might ask this one for 30 days, right? So here's the question. What is the quantum breakthrough that I'm choosing to step into to have you name? What is the quantum breakthrough that I'm willing to step into have to have this? And there's one last question. We're here growing and learning and evolving. All of us are. If you're not, well, that's okay. You'll get to come back again, do it again. But if you'd like to grow and evolve and tune into yourself and grow yourself into a wonderful being that you already are, but you need to take off the rust of that soul, right? And be able to tune into the God self that's within you, tap into that inner genius, right? Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to ask, as a result of this quantum breakthrough that you're stepping into okay follow me now as a result of whatever that is that you're choosing to have who will you become so the question is who will i become as a result of having xyz okay now you could start with the being question first before the having or you can start with the having before the being i hope that you're following but if you will ask those three questions and you will really get in touch with it, what's going to happen, you're going to have a shift. And then there's a fourth step here I think I'm going to let you enjoy. The fourth step is this. For the next seven days, so you can extend it if you want, I'd like you to do something you've never done before. I don't care what it is. This is for your own personal growth. Something you've never done before. Maybe go eat those peas that you've never wanted to eat. Maybe go to the grocery store and find something that you've never seen. You're looking for something you've never seen, never tried in a store before, and you try that. Maybe you go out and you connect with somebody. Uh, maybe you go to the cashier at your store and, and put a smile on their face. Maybe you've never done that before, okay? Or maybe you allow yourself to create an affirmation. Carrie would be good helping you at this. An affirmation of self-love, okay? And you repeat that. You've never done it before. You repeat it for seven days and so you start to see what happens, okay? So you're doing something you've never done before. Now, if you want to follow it to the next degree, this is a real challenge for most people. But over the next six months, come up with something that nobody's ever done before. Step into that place. Commit to, I'm going to do something that no one has done before. Okay? If you want to evolve, if you want to grow, step into your courage in greater ways. If you want to really understand how these principles of manifesting success, manifesting wealth, manifesting happiness work, <clears throat> apply what I've shared today. <laughs> and go have some fun with it. Don't make it hard. And, oh, this is tough. And Just have fun. See what happens. We're all here to experience and to grow. Why not grow? Why not challenge yourself? There you go. Wow, that's fantastic, Ken. I mean, I was feeling the presence you were bringing. It was gorgeous. And definitely some lovely things to consider for everyone here. And I know the mystery is going to answer. That's the thing. You know, when you ask the question, 
the mystery is going to bring you the answer every single time. Every single time. You know, in this book I wrote, The Ask and You Will Succeed, by the way, you get that one on Amazon. Ask and You Will Succeed. There's not one how question in that book. Not one. They're all (laughs) when. The reason is that, is that, you know, how questions are great. How am I going to do this? Well, if you have experience already, ask how. Uh, I challenge everybody to do something you've never done before. Well, let's say you're going to create a, um, I don't know, a time machine, just something that's kind of out there, right? You ask yourself, well, how am I going to do that? You're not going to have the answer. But then like Carrie just said, the mystery will help you with the process if you're asking the right question. Albert Einstein asked a question. What would it be like to ride a light beam of light? Now, he asked that question for over 10 years. And fortunately, he was persistent because he came up with the special theory of relativity, E equals MC squared, which really changed physics and how we see our world in huge ways for all of us, whether you're conscious of that or not. All right. So he did something nobody did before. Right. Edison, same thing. He had 10,000 failures with his light bulb, right? But he kept asking, he kept persisting, he kept knowing that there's something there. Now, it may take you 10,000 tries. It may take you 100 tries. But, hey, who did Edison become as a result of that? Who did Einstein become as a result of that? Yeah. Who do you want to become as a result of challenging yourself in greater ways? That's the question. Yeah, I love that. And and we're upshifting ourselves. So if you have the answer to your question, you're not asking the right question. You're asking a question that's not a question, you know. So we gotta we gotta stretch beyond, like you said, something that hasn't been done before. That's earth. You know, we're moving into new earth and it's something that hasn't been done before on earth. Maybe in other places it has, but not on earth. And so that's a whole new equation. It's a whole new equation. And you know. One of the ways that we can grow, I, I, I think I've grown more with my family than anybody, anything or anybody else. Right? Our family's challenges. Come on, let's get real, right? If you're married, if you're in a relationship, are they easy? Well, sometimes they are, but other times it's like, you know, <laughs> two, two, uh, two swords going at each other, strengthening each other, right? You know, you're, you know, you're jousting and you know, you're getting stronger, but it's like, wow, this is like a real battle here. Okay. What is the battle about? Well, most of the time, at least I can just speak for me, the battle is about surrender. The battle is about release. The battle is about understanding and wisdom. So the battle is about remembering who we are at our deepest level. When we connect with that, there is no battle. Right? This is not, right? Because yeah. when we connect with oneness and truth, there's no battle with that. Okay. It's a being with it. It's a what how do we describe it? Carry a loving energy that we feel when we're connected with everybody and everything. And for those of you that have been feeling this and know that this is happening, I know if you're listening to Carrie's podcast, you know there's an awakening. You know there's an upshift going on in the planet. The challenge is not that it's going, it's happening. Is it, how are you applying it in your life? I had Neil Donald Walsh on my show yesterday. He's the fellow that wrote 29 books. And the first one was called Conversations with God. So millions of those books, right? 
And I, I uh, talked to him about ways that he's been challenged. Right? By the way, he said something really brilliant to me when I was interviewing him. I uh, described him as a spiritual teacher, and he said, I want to redefine that. I'm not a spiritual teacher with my books. I was a spiritual messenger. I, like you, learn from the teachings all the time. And I said, wow, okay. So he was in a store one day, and he came across a lady who was disciplining her child and was, I guess, hitting the child, not hard, but enough to get the child's attention. And he walked up to her and he said, you know, I I know you're probably going to be upset with me by saying this to you, but there's another way to do this with disciplining your child. And sure enough, she went off on him, right? He said, I I understand, you know, I'm interfering, you know, she gave him compassion, you know, she went off and then she stopped because he was just present with her. He was really there for her and her child. And she said, I, I'm so sorry, you know. And he said, we ended up having a 20-minute conversation. This is how we step into changing ourselves and changing our planet. When we see something that's off, do you have the courage to step into that? Now, I know I've done the same thing as he has, and I've been a battle. And, uh, you know, but I've, I've also known when you stay present with that energy, and you don't you don't react. You just you're just there to be be loved. When you can be in that space, whether or not they do like Donald did and have a 20 minute conversation, you drop spe- seeds of consciousness, and they will feel it. They will get it. Yeah, it's that presence of love, and that's the love in action that Martin Luther King talked about. Be love in action, and if you can't show up as love in action today, don't show up because we got to be love in action. Yeah, don't show up. My, my friend, Halise Bridges. Halise has now touched the lives of 40, 50 million children on the planet with her little blue ribbon that says, who I am makes a difference. She puts little blue Aww. ribbons on people. And, but it's not about the ribbon. It's about there's a ceremony she's created around it where she looks them in the eyes and she acknowledges just anything about them. You know, I just love the way that you stand. I like your presence. It looks like you're a courageous individual. You know, Carrie, you're just a, a powerful being of love and light. We feel your energy. Thank you so much for being here and helping the rest of us step into our brilliance. And then she puts a little, little ribbon up, right? So we can all do those things if we are, and, and that's how we're going to change. You know, we do change one person at a time, one consciousness at a time. And, you know, we're either part of the problem or part of the solution. I hope that most of the time I'm part of the solution. Heck, I'm not perfect. That's for sure. <laughs> most of us aren't, but that's okay. We, you know, we fail or we let ourselves down or we let somebody else down. What do we do? We don't get on hard on ourselves. We don't, we don't lament. We don't go into regret and worry and all. We forgive and we ask forgiveness and sincerely and we learn. We learn about what it is that we thought that we reacted this weird way because it always comes in thought first, then in action. We go back to the thought, we replay it, and then we say, you know, not going to happen again. We're going to do better next time. And you know what? You might not. It might take you 10 times to do better. But eventually, if you're committed, you will change. And as a result, 
those around you will change and the planet will change. Yeah, we're here to learn and grow. And the experience is sometimes uncomfortable. And that's okay. We, you know, even if you got a little regret, that's just going to help you move into the next thing. It's like, okay, there's that. I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to be motivated by that feeling and do a better job. So we all, we can all do a better job because as you mentioned, before we even started this conversation, we're in an infinite universe that's infinitely evolving. So it's not going to end. People just get on there and just enjoy the process. (laughs) This is, it like gives new meaning to enjoy the journey. (laughs) Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. There's no destination. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, there was a destination. It's a destination of oneness. And it's a destination to reconnect with yourself, to your soul. And and what happens with that? Well, I think we need to know what the soul is and what the soul is made up of. Okay. You know, we hear these uh, avatars that are omnipresent, omniscient. They walk on water. They do miracles. You know, they see things that Nobody sees they uh, do things that you know, only only super people do. Well, that's all great. <laughs> okay, that's wonderful. But it, that's not necessary. What's necessary is to understand your own soul, your own self. What's at the heart of it? The yogis say that at the essence of us, we are tat, chit, C-H-I-T, ananda. Ever existing, ever conscious, ever new bliss. Wow. Wouldn't it be amazing? What is ever conscious? Well, we, you know, we're ever here. Okay. Ever joyful. Wow. Imagine that. Not being joyful one moment, and then the next you're upset, you're pissed off. But ever joyful. Interesting. Right? Ever conscious, ever existing, ever bliss. And, you know, it's so simple. But I think it's a wonderful place because when we're in that place, we are connected to the soul. Right? The soul is about love. It's about, you know, happiness. It's about power. It's about compassion. It's about understanding, wisdom. I wouldn't go on and on, you know, the qualities of the soul. And we also, as we get to know ourselves, we get to know the opposite of that. Because if we're in the opposite of feeling that, then we're sometimes not very. I would say we're, we're dumbed down. We dumb ourselves down. We go into this separation. It's me against you, me against the world. It's like, well, I've been there. You've been there. doesn't feel that great. So maybe we want to understand a little more about ourselves at the essence. Because when we do, life gets better. Yeah. And that's why we have this whole age of Aquarius opening up for us because we're exploring relationships our relationship to ourself, our relationship with our soul, our relationship to the oneness, our relationship to planets and animals and everything, you know? So yeah, we're right in the right conversation. It's beautiful, Ken. I know that you have Thank a you. free gift, the release process. And do you want to say anything about that? I mean, it's pretty yeah, obvious. Let me do as, as we, as we close here, I, I do have a free gift for those of you that would like to take off your limitations, that like to get more conscious, expand your awareness, tune into yourself in greater ways, make better choices, and have more harmony and peace in your life. If you really want that, I'll help you with it. You go to KenDFoster.com. Ken D, D is in Donald, Foster.com. And uh, on that homepage, you just scroll down. It says the release process. And you give me your name and your email address. And 
we will instantly send that to you. And you can print it out. It'll take you a couple hours, three hours, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. But it'll help you to let go of any kind of limitations, regrets, guilt, shame, remorse, places that you felt hurt or harmed, traumas, dramas. We're going to inventory it. We're going to help you to release it. It's a spiritual exercise. It's a conscious exercise. And when you do it, you will probably feel like most people feel a release. You feel better. You feel uplifted. You feel good about yourself in greater, greater ways. And as a result of that, you become more productive, more happy, more on purpose, and you sleep better. You have less stress, a whole bunch of benefits. So I hope you're checking out. It's free for you. Uh, KennedyFoster.com, the release process. Beautiful, Ken. Thank you so much for that. I know that I'm encouraging everybody here to go check it out and try it. I mean, you won't know if you don't try it, so you might as well try it and see. And that's what we're all about anyway in this whole episode is try everything that the universe brings to you and say yes. So this could be their one new thing for the week, Ken, that you were recommending that they do. So that's cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you and I appreciate everybody else for staying with us for the for the conversation. And I hope that you got a lot out of it. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Please give us some comments, some feedback, some uh, wherever you found it. Just leave a comment or email us and let me know what you thought. We'd love to hear from you. And we're going to give kisses. So Ken, if you want to join me, we're going to give kisses to everybody on the way out. We love you. Mm-hmm. Love you all. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. Thanks, Terry. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Yeah.